get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Who the hell elected you? This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. See, senior. Little Friday in a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. America's wealthiest hermit, Jack Dorsey of Twitter. Wealthiest hermit? Either that or like a crazed, old, syphilis-ridden Keebler's elf. I don't know what's going on with him. He just decided to have a beard. It's a fashion statement. Looks like, he, Good gosh. looks like he lives in a, under a lean-to in the woods. Uh, and why is he our general manager? He looks like he was shipwrecked. He was shipwrecked. <laughs> he was uh, uh, amusingly uh, incompetent, stoned, exhausted, starving, and, and bedraggled-looking in front of the Senate yesterday. Yeah, da 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 Twitter is going wild over the founder of Twitter looking like he lives under a log. Uh, I like shipwrecked. I'm gonna start using that for uh, to describe someone's beard. He's got the shipwrecked beard. Happened to uh, turn off the news yesterday, and what uh, to my wondering eyes should appear, but the the Tom Hanks classic uh, "Stranded Alone," Castaway uh, on an island guy, <laughs> Stranded Wilson the volleyball. Alone. Oh, <laughs> Castaway. Yeah, and Judy and I watched the last eighty percent of it. Oh, really? Yeah. But you had no idea the premise because you just you didn't see the beginning. Well, no, I assumed he vacationed in his luxury resort. Uh, it went out of business because of the COVID. Gotcha. <laughs> I've seen it before. but uh, So, yeah, I have shipwrecked individuals on my mind. As uh, toward the end of the movie, not the end where he gets back to, oh, spoiler alert. Uh, toward the end of the movie, when he was completely bearded, bedraggled, diseased, etc., he looked just just like Jack Dorsey at Twitter. Was that before or after he removed a tooth with an ice skate? Oh, oh. oh yeah. Do not practice home dentistry, folks, and unless you want to. Then go ahead. So as of right now, about 74 million people have already voted in the presidential election with it coming up on Tuesday. 74 million, well over half of the total from last time. Yeah, so why wait till tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. Quite extraordinary. Um, uh, the other extraordinary stories, well, there's several extraordinary stories to me. France and Germany are doing nationwide shutdowns. Starting this weekend. Yeah. Like everything. Like you stay home. Don't leave your house for right. a month. Yeah. In France and Germany because of the COVID situation. Yes. There's a great deal to be said about the European situation, the American media's description of the European situation, the can, differences yeah. between the countries, etc. But can we please just put to bed any conversations about this country, that state, this city? Did this right? Did this wrong? Just let's just end that. Surely by now we understand it's it's not that predictable, right? And it's almost impossible to assess why did Germany do so well and now they're suffering. Well, Jim, it certainly wasn't lack of leadership. I heard the various lefty media folks trying desperately to describe how a non-Trump country could be having a problem. 
How can that be? They did everything right. I, uh, lack of discipline. That's it. The German people lack discipline. Uh, COVID fatigue. Uh, shutdown fatigue. I, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody is willing to acknowledge the thing just stays around. And if you lock down for a month, two months, six months, and crush your economy, the minute you come out, there it is. Nobody's willing to acknowledge that. Nationwide stay-at-home order. Maybe it's too discouraging for people to, to process, but... Maybe it's just something we got to live with yeah. as therapeutics get better, and we hope that the the vaccines come through. I don't know. Uh, um, uh, more on that later. And then the other interesting story to me is how about those <laughs> ransomware hackers that got the voter rolls in Georgia and uh, said, you got to pay us some money or we're going to release this voter information. Well, they'd, uh, the, the county, state didn't pay up, so the ransom people released some of the data and said, okay, we're going to release the really... The stuff people really want private, Uh-oh. unless you give us the money. Uh-huh. We're going to have uh, social security numbers. Everything's going to be out there. Yeah, ransomware <laughs> attacks in general are on the rise, from what I understand. But on uh, voter stuff, yeah. particularly, That's, which shows you. sensitive time, Jack. Well, right. But what that shows you is. You can get into the voter rolls, and then they got in to try to make money, but that's not what Russia and uh, China are going to get into for, Mm -hmm. or uh, Iran. They're not going to try to extort some money out of... No. They're going to try to change, you know, the election or have people not be able to vote or whatever. Right, right. Actually, one of our uh, beloved listeners has pointed out what I believe is a great example of Russian meddling during this election cycle uh, in terms of misinformation. I've heard no one else suggest it, but I find uh, his uh, evidence compelling. I'll share that with you in a bit. God, if there's some giant attack on the voter rolls, the, the computers in uh, Pennsylvania, you know, Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, whatever, and it's at all close, and it's the difference maker, which it could be, that is going to be such a mess. Thousands and thousands of people show up to vote and are told, well, you're not on the rolls. You're not registered. And then you have... Uh, the courts ruled the Supreme Court's going to let the ruling in uh, Pennsylvania stay on uh, when you can take in votes, how long you can wait until after Election Day to take in votes. But the Supreme Court said we might take a look at it because we're too close to the election. They said we might take a look at it after the election if it's close. Mm-hmm. So you got a chance that it's close. Um, uh, a, an election swaying decision needs to be made by the courts, and the Supreme Court is then going to rule on it. <clears throat> God, I think we ought to decide before the election the rules. Oh, I see your point. And stick to them, because it obviously looks so political if you make the decision after the election. Yeah, I, I And s- even the best justice, how could it not be on your mind that if we rule this way, Trump wins. We rule this way, Biden wins. Right. Whereas if you make the ruling ahead of time, these are what the rules are. Let's stick with them. You don't have that. Well, first, I would like to point out that the big, mean, fascist, conservative court that's going to drive women into the back alleys and gays back into the closet and take away your health care issued two major rulings uh, in support of what the Democrats in various states wanted in Pennsylvania and, and North Carolina. And that evil Amy Coney Barrett, who could have been the deciding vote if she had jumped in, said, I don't have enough information, so I'm staying out. Right, I haven't had a chance to review the briefs. Just like you expected. Yep, fascist that she is, yeah, yeah. Trump's yeah. got her on a shock collar. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but they're deferring to the state legislators, yeah. legislatures. Oh, boy. Oh, boy is right, Jack. Yeah. Sean's been calling it, what, the least funny week of your life? <laughs> Are we going to end up doing in various states what they're doing in Germany and France right now? A yes. month-wide shutdown. 
I think so. Stay home. Uh, month wide, maybe not. I think month Ru- long. isn't Russia doing a like a mask mandate thing too? I think yeah, Russia's done a mask mandate. Who freaking knows what's Every actually going on? Every country in Europe uh, is has made major adjustments in the last week. I, th- I think we're more likely to see increased mask things rather than uh, like a month wide pay it pay to people to stay at home sort of thing. Mm. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll get into all the details on all those stories because they're all interesting. I'm there's, also an idiot. So those are <laughs> there's oh, our on and they're all guessing because <laughs> yeah. it hasn't nothing's really worked so far. Um, there's our board operator Michael He presses buttons, he flips toggles, he pulls levers, he plays sound effects and clips and stuff like that. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. I saw the uh, wedding photos yesterday, and you guys all looked fantastic. Yeah. We as a group looked fantastic. You know, I actually saw one of me already because I needed a headshot for something, so I contacted your wedding photographer oh. and got one, and it was okay. uh, I was very pleased with it. What it reminds me of is the difference between real cameras and cell phones because we've all gotten so used to the smartphone picture; mm. it's just everything we see is a smartphone picture and you think oh that's a picture then you see a real camera the yeah. real photographer and you think oh that's what it can look like that's what i've been saying about mp3s and vinyl albums too mm. music you hear it it's a revelation you're reminded yeah the only photo i didn't like was hansen cutting into the wedding cake before you know we had I know. Even gone can you over. believe he did that yeah, I, I still can't believe well, it. well he gave me a piece so i forgave him <laughs> it there. was just sitting there yeah and nobody right. was eating and he, he was didn't hungry. understand there is anybody a... going to cut this cake, he said? He started doling it out. <laughs> Who wants cake, he said. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing quite well. Was helping some family members uh, uh, do a little carpet rotation among the house. And uh, that, that all it sounds simple. Oh, yeah, we'll just put some cut. But then there's furniture in the way and things. you gotta you got to bend down and lift with your legs and get this up while you roll the carpet under. And uh, I, any, Anyways, I ended up tearing my pants in a bad way. <laughs> oh. Like, like were from, your genitals showing? Uh, no, no, oh, no. Well, that's good. No, no. But it, but well, it, that's the worst way to tear oh, your pants. Well, were I not supported, the the tear was in a spot where it, it would have been. Oh, um, yeah, it was from it was from knee to pretty much waistband. At, at the, by the time I was done with it, because at a certain point, like okay, you split your pants. Oh, oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was bad. And uh, did the thing where once I got I I grabbed a sweatshirt to kind of hold over my waist as sure. I walked home because you know I didn't want to get reported by you right. know protective services you're of some a, sort. You're near a school or something. Right, there's a pool over there near <laughs> some guy with a hole in his jeans. The you know doing a Jeffrey Tubin cosplay. Pantless radio producer. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Tubin sort of thing. Hey, I'm just looking up at the rioting in Philadelphia. Night two of that. Not getting that much coverage. Here's a guy walking up to a place and smashing the window out. For justice. For justice. And then taking TVs for justice. Anyway, that's... And there was uh, 17 people... This was two nights ago, because I think... Aren't we up to night three? I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, 17 people shot each other during the looting the other night for justice. In the mostly peaceful rally for shot justice. Shot each other? Yeah, looters trying to grab each other's loot. It's not about freaking justice. It's not a demonstration. It's it's a, a theft orgy. Anywho, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be Thursday, October 29th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program? All right, to begin then, officially according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Bottom lining this for the election that everybody's looking at five days from now, um, Donald Trump's going to be able to run around and say, this last quarter, the economy grew at a record rate, the, the, the highest rate ever Period. End of sentence. Yeah, that news is out today. We uh, probably should have mentioned that. The U.S. economy grew at a record-breaking 33.1 annual rate 
in the third quarter. 33.1%. That would explain the skyrocketing stock market. Yeah. Oh, it's in the toilet. That's a big number. Who put the stock market in the toilet, kids? Of course, the way to get to that big number is to have an unprecedented (laughs) drop for a long time. Whatever. whatever, At an unprecedented rate. Listen to the liberal Jack quibbling. The best way for me to lose to be able to lose 200 pounds would be as if I got up to 500 pounds first. I don't see your point at all. Anyway, how's mailbag? Fantastic. Uh, it's, it's fine, although I cannot let this go past without airing one of my uh, pet peeves. And I have 145 at last count. People like Joe Scarborough who say senates instead of sentence. I want them sentenced to a year and a half <laughs> wow. in prison. Hard labor. year and a half is plenty. I'm glad that doesn't bother me. I don't want them uh, <laughs> executed. I'm not a maniac. But I do want them punished. <laughs> Let's uh, begin the show now officially. Did we do we that? We got to take a Let's break and come back again. and get a <laughs> It's a rebirth. We got lots on the way. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Good economic news, some bad COVID news, some, I wasn't going to say good or bad, just some election news, Uh, and the guy who runs Reason Magazine on the gazillion reasons to be horrified by a Biden presidency. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) Oh, man. If you'd like to be horrified, stay with us. It did remind me of some really important stuff that get get lost sure. that's in the, the personality parade and the idiotic headlines and the unseriousness of the media. The personality parade. Right. That's a, you know what I'm driving at there. This is a rough draft. Forgive me. Mailbag. I was going to switch from Orwell quotes uh, for our freedom-loving quotes of the day to Aldous Huxley quotes because they're two great dystopian novels that served as a warning for how democracy can degenerate into totalitarianism were, of course, Orwell's 1984 and Huxley's Brave New World, uh, both of which are uh, certainly in my top five favorite books of all time. Um, But in looking for good Huxley quotes, I came across a quote from Neil Postman, who wrote the book Amusing Ourselves to Death. And it's one of my favorite things I've ever read. I remember reading it when the book came out. When did it come out? Oh, gosh. When was that? I want to say 15 years ago. So we were amusing ourselves to death 15 years ago, let alone now. Can you check that, Sean? That's pre-smartphone. Amusing ourselves to death. That's pre-standing in line doing something else other than just thinking. It might have been 8 or 10 years ago. I don't know. I'm old. I can't figure that stuff out anymore. Originally published? Yes. 1985. Holy crap. We were amusing ourselves to death when Cosby was on TV. Well, it was amusing. Pre-internet, we were amusing ourselves to death. But okay. So Postman, uh, I believe it's in the introduction of the book, is talking about um, how when 1984 came and went, Americans uh, softly sang in praise of themselves, the roots of liberal democracy had uh, held, uh, the Orwellian nightmare had not occurred. But we'd forgotten that alongside Orwell's dark vision, there was another, slightly older, slightly less well-known, but equally chilling, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Um, that the Orwell warns us that we will be overcome by an externally imposed oppression. But in Huxley's vision, no big brother is required to deprive people of their autonomy, their maturity in history. As he saw it, people will come to love their oppression, to ignore the technologies that undo their capacities to think. What Orwell feared were those who had banned books. 
What Huxley feared was that there would be no reason to ban a book, for there would be no one who wanted to read one. There you go. Ding, ding, that one. Yeah. I've always thought that the stew of oppression, which is slowly sloshing across America, and I do love stew, so it's an odd metaphor. Your stew sloshes. Yeah. Well, you got to be careful with it. But uh, I've always thought that it would be... Uh, about two-thirds to three-quarters Huxley, which would so deaden the American mind that the Orwellian uh, overlords could easily come in with practically without opposition. And I think we may be witnessing something like that. However, good morning. This uh, segment is in, <laughs> entitled Mailbag because allegedly we, we read your emails. Um, so we'll do that at least for a minute. Mm. Art writes, did Jack Dorsey join a cult? I mean, besides the Twitter one he invented, WTF is up with that living under a log beard. I'm getting a Howard Hughes vibe off that dude. Yeah, he has definitely gone round some sort of bend. He well, we talked a little bit about his lifestyle yesterday. He he sits in a hot uh, a sauna for five minutes, then like jumps two hundred twenty degrees. He then says. jumps into an ice bath and he goes back and forth at night before he goes to bed. Over and over again. He eats one tiny meal a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a note from Karen. Do it 20 seconds. Uh, I heard you guys talking about going to school board meetings to open schools. I'm the president of a school board. We were ready to reopen our school in August. We've had no COVID cases in our small town. The week prior to having our kids in class, what they were told will shock you. Awesome. And more mailbag and we'll economic news. Oh, so much stuff. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Looters were shooting looters in Philadelphia last night. Looters will be shot on sight by other looters who want their stuff. As sexy James Lindsay said on Twitter, welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that pretty much summarizes it. Purge night. More on that coming up. A bunch of stuff. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to talk about. I've called for another round of Joe closes his tabs, a new uh, feature that everybody's really enjoying. Another beheading in France? Yeesh. At least stabbings and slashings and fundamentalist Islam on the march. Tell you what, brother. So getting back to this email. Uh, uh, Can I use the name? Uh, We'll we'll say uh, Aileen Anonymous. Panicked when you said this morning people should be marching on their school board openings to open schools. Uh, I'm the president of a school board. We're ready to open our school in August, as we've had no COVID cases in our small town. The week prior to having our kids in class, we were informed by uh, that our insurance group may or may not cover us if something happens, and we aren't following state guidelines exactly. Our funds are always held over our head if we don't go along with state recommendations. And as a single school district, we didn't have deep enough pockets to go against the state. So a combination of lawyers, insurance agencies, and bureaucrats told them, if we find a single comma out of place, we'll ruin you. We'll ruin your schools. We'll ruin your kids' education to punish you. And so they couldn't open. I can't let myself go there. Or I get so mad about that sort of thing. I can't think about anything else. I, I just I hear you, man. I, I don't know what's going on. And and in this particular case, it's 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 kids learning. 
that is the victim. Right. It's not just humble children. And not only they're learning their 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 souls, their you know emotional lives, their their psychological health is being battered, and the bureaucrats don't seem to care. It's or weird. They don't care much. It's weird that it's not the highest priority to get the schools open. With erring on the side of they're open, as opposed to erring, geez, a mile short of right uh, the other side. I agree and, completely. And the priority seems to be keeping it closed, unless you got a really, really good reason to open. We're going to stay closed. Right, gets right back to the idea of a permission society. We've we've accepted slowly. Well, some of you have the idea that you can't do anything unless the government specifically tells you you can, which is the obscene bizarre reverse of what this country is supposed to be. One more uh, email on on schools from uh, another Alien Anonymous. Uh, I have friends... Oh, it's, it's indirectly. I have friends who were told to close and stayed open. A small family business. They were able to keep the doors open. Longtime friend with the downtown restaurant applied for a PPP loan was denied for some reason. They could not survive on takeout with no uh, state workers coming in. Must be in a capital city or something like that. Uh, schools, a teacher friend of mine was complaining on Facebook about going back uh, to work on site, claiming distance learning is working. I pointed out our district has been back six weeks, has not had a huge spike in cases, and the kids are doing so much better. I was bullied by all of our friends that don't have kids and or parents who refuse to risk their kids' lives. Right. My th- first thought was, uh, if distance learning is so fantastic, we shouldn't even have schools. They're too expensive. Seems like a lot of teachers think they can be replaced. Maybe we pay a few really amazing teachers to teach online. I know being in school makes a difference. I see it. Oh, yeah. There, 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 there's no parent. Great note there. That, we appreciate working. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine that? So she says, look, the distance learning is not working, and the kids should be in school. And gets bullied. Bullied on Facebook. I'm trying to think. I just saw this on the TV. Is this right? So they're... You're allowed outside for one hour a day in France for the next month? Yeah, it's like being a murderer, a prisoner, convicted murderer. You get to go outside one hour a day. France is locking down the whole country for a month. So is Germany because their coronavirus is out of control. You get to stay in my Uh, house for 23 hours of the day? (laughs) John's saying awesome. It's funny. We were talking about somebody who had to quarantine uh, yesterday at home. And, uh, you know, all of us saying, you know, if you didn't have things to do, the whole uh, two weeks away from everybody, I could I could use two weeks away from everybody. And I'll just, like, read and watch YouTube videos. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little a little unhappy about it, but not, not terrible. <laughs> I'll be all right. Um, it's it's the, the questionableness of the policy, though, that makes me crazy. Man, you, how many experiments do we have to have in the 50 states and all the different counties in the states, all the nations of Europe, that it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes. They lock down tight or they're totally liberal. And it comes and it goes. And then the minute you unlock, here it comes again. And nobody's willing to say, we've just got to be as careful as we can and live with it. Well, the rolling average of deaths, new deaths, were now up 9% over a 14-day rolling average. So uh, that's not good. So we're going to no. get to the good news. we got some good economic news. Yes! All right, we can't be doom-scrolling here. Yes! The good economic news next. Prosperity! Prosperity! I, I once saw a uh, Three Stooges uh, uh, episode where it was like at the end of the Depression they made it, and that was the slogan. Prosperity! Prosperity is back! 
So I always think of that episode. It's weird. I've only seen it once in my life. It was one of the more political Three Stooges episodes. <laughs> anyway. But this is good news during these crazy times that you can get a home security system that you can afford. You don't have to sign a long contract, and you can set it up yourself in 30 minutes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Simply Safe is not only less expensive, not only are there no messy contracts for years, but it's better. It's better. The U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe best overall home security of 2020. So while every 26 seconds there's a break in in this country, you can be prepared with Simply Safe. Again, the best. Not good enough for something you put together fast and you don't have a contract. No, the best overall home security of 2020. Now, once you order it, you're stuck for the rest of your life. There is no recourse. So think, oh, no, wait, wait. No, it's not the way it works at all. I misread this. It's a 60-day risk-free trial with any new system order. And plus, you use our code, you get a free security camera. How about that? SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. It's S-I-M-P-L-I. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. No risk. You're going to love it. SimplySafe.com. Slash Armstrong. We'll let financial guru Charles Payne, who you may see on Fox now and then, explain some of this uh, uh, economic news that is good, and we'll fill in any gaps. It is absolutely remarkable. And let me tell you, I'm sitting here going through the data because the headline doesn't do it any justice. Uh, durable goods were up 45%. Non-durable goods, these are things we buy not for durable goods, essentially, are things we buy that we're going to own for three years or longer, like a refrigerator. Non-durable goods up 82%. Uh, domestic investing, this is what we did as, as people, not businesses, up 83%. Residential investing, homes, 59%. Wow. So what held us back? Obviously, we're not building. Yeah, 59%. I mean, these numbers are absolutely remarkable. What held us back, obviously, was government spending down 18%. Structures, which has been a long-going thing. You know, businesses mostly invest in technology rather than building new plants. They retrofit them for the 21st century. So this is a long-term trend that's been in place anyway. But if you look at the details, it's even better than the headline. Prosperity. So third quarter uh, stuff is out today and this week, and often that's seen as a big deal right before a presidential election. Sometimes presidents are really hoping that last number is a good one, or, you know, whoever's running hopes it's the opposite. Um, The U.S. economy grew at a record-breaking 33.1% annual rate in the third quarter, which is just astounding. Back and better than ever. Um. That's that's absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, we had a long way to, to come back from because it went down so far. Sure. Now, the weekly jobless claims fell again to 750,000. But again, that's 750,000 people <gasps> that applied in the last week. And that is way above the all-time record pre-pandemic. It's like 25% higher. Yeah, I think 600-something thousand. Yeah, than the, the old one, record. Yeah. That's just, oh, man. Yeah, yeah it's, what, oh. it's way higher than the all-time previous record. So it's still terrible, but headed in the right direction. I'm going to stick my neck out and say, I can't wait till this COVID thing is over. <laughs> this hasn't been good. I, I'm not enjoying it. Not even a little. Uh, terrorist attack, they're calling it in France, this time in a church. So you remember they beheaded that teacher a couple of weeks ago? Then they attacked some other dude somewhere else. So that's three or four. And Outside now, of the Charlie Hebdo right. place. Yeah. So now they're murdering Christians in churches. And beheaded a woman in a church. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And so there are a couple of things going on. The guy was screaming, Allah Akbar. They, they shot him. He's not dead. And he, as he was being shot, as he was being put on the gurney, as he was being put in the ambulance, being hauled off. Yeah. Shot Allah Akbar. So it gives you an idea of what his motivation was. 
Is it because that teacher was drawing Muhammad to make a point recently? Or is it because the Charlie Hebdo trial is going on? That was the magazine that published Muhammad cartoons. All of the above. All of the above. Yeah. They're just, uh, the, the, the Islamo-fascists are just wanting to say, hey, you can't do this, I guess. Yeah, in case life was getting boring, a quick reminder that fundamentalist Islam hates free speech. They hate uh, freedom in general. They uh, execute gays. They uh, just... They will uh, uh, stone a woman to death for being raped. Uh, let's not forget fundamentalist Islam, everybody. And um, I had a quote from the mayor there. Oh, the mayor in Nice, yeah. France. I spent a delightful half a week in Nice once as a, a young man. Week. Yes, indeed. Why only half a week? Eh, I had other places eh, to go. Bad things to do. Yeah. You spend three days, that's plenty. Anyway, basically, I can't find it. He said, we're not putting up with this anymore. I don't know what that means or what well, it looks remember, like. remember, Nice was where that fundamentalist uh, Muslim mowed down, killed 93 people with his truck. Yeah, the beheading today in is the that church. that Bastille Day? I can't remember. It was a big holiday. Yep. The beheading today in the church was less than a mile from where that happened. So that yeah. little area is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that story is back. If you wondered what the world would be talking about when the election is over, it might be... <laughs> fundamentalist Islam, particularly in France. I say this every time. Read the book submission about France. So damned interesting about what the future could hold for governments uh, if they don't stand up to this craziness. Yep. The uh, evildoers understand our politics. They understand our media, and they understand how to manipulate them. So anyway, gosh dang it. That's what we needed. Another layer of horror (laughs) on top of the current situation. We also have for you all 340 Bruce Springsteen songs ranked from worst to best. (laughs) Yeah, I've got uh, from a couple of sentences to a couple of pages comment on each of the songs. I feel like we should mention the five worst and the five best at least. Yeah. I'm kind of interested in myself. I listened to that new album the other day when it came out. It's his first with the E Street Band in 15 years or something. Oh, really? It sounded exactly like Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. If you okay. like that sort of thing, it sounded exactly like that. How lecturey are his songs? I probably listened to eight songs, and I didn't get any lecturey at all. Okay, fabulous. Um, but um, it sounds like Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. I mean, I can't say that anymore. It's just it's like it could have come from any era. Mm. Sounds like to me. But anyway, that among other things on the way, our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. I told you it sounded exactly like Bruce Springsteen in the God E Street Band, <laughs> which you'd expect when that happens with this new album. In a second, Show enough. In a second, we'll get to the list of the all, every Bruce Springsteen Bruce Springsteen song ranked from best to worst. I don't know according to who. This was 172, I think. All right, this is actually pretty good too. There are hundreds of songs to go through. My letter to you. Okay. Well, this new is perfectly fine. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's um, fine. If you want more of that, there, here's some yeah, more. That's of what it. I thought. That's yeah. what, exactly what I thought. If you like Bruce Springsteen, the Street Band, and you wish there were some new things to listen to, now you have them. Right. That's all it, All the emotion it got out of me. Yes. Um, if, if you've been to that particular place a thousand or five times and you're ready for something else, that's fine, too. <laughs> I'll, we'll give you the top five and the bottom five in a minute. 
Uh, but uh, some of this financial news that's out today. Now, if uh, Trump should be hammering this and nothing else up until the, the polls close. Yes. This and nothing else. And he should have the numbers ready to go on what the Biden administration wants to do and how, it, it, you know, and, and quote various experts saying what it'll do to the economy and slowing us down and everything like that. Because this growth this quarter is just freaking uh, out of control. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. The U.S. GDP jumped 7.4% in the third quarter, uh, annualized 33%. Those are astounding numbers. Sure. So Trump should be hammering that. Yeah, it's it's a, obviously a bounce back from terrible times, but it's a bounce back. What do you want? Yeah. I thought this was really interesting. Kudos to Nick. Uh, he said, uh, guys, just wanted to touch on the Google trending item from the other day that can I change my vote was trending on Google. In fact, none other than Donald J. Trump commented on it, said immediately after the, the, the debate, can I change my vote, started to trend. It actually was several days after the debate. Uh, and not only that, Nick points out, it began trending at 6 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday in Delaware. There is no reason, can I change my vote, would begin trending at 6 a.m. in Delaware, five days after the debate. Except that that's early afternoon in Moscow. Mm. Nick thinks it's a Russian-started uh, Google trend. Certainly could be. It, it, it could be. Whether that specifically is or isn't, that's the sort of things they do. They start little brush fires and then try to fan the flames of them from various angles. Right. Either divisive or casting doubt on our voting procedures. That's what to look for at old Vlad Putin. Nice job, Nick. Keep your eyes peeled, my friend. I have appointed you the Armstrong and Getty Russian meddling czar. <laughs> God, I hope we don't. I hope that's not the story all of next week. Really hope not. There's one thing I could hope for in this election that it's not foreign interference of some sort. Yes. That is the main story next week. Yes. I mean, we're already at each other's throats, and we're already so divided into our camps that. Um, I know, you know, nice liberal folks, soft-hearted, sometimes soft-headed, but really nice people who are absolutely abusing our American children, torturing them psychologically, because to do that is opposite of what Trump said he wanted. So if we're already that crazy, because Trump said we got to open the schools, if you're not tracking with me, um, if we're already that crazy... And then there's a serious threat to, you know, the reliability of our voting mechanisms. And then the the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, the North Koreans, uh, you know, pump more fuel into that to make sure we're absolutely at each other's throats. Look out. So maybe we'll get into this next hour. Nick Gillespie, I don't know if you know his act. He's with Reason Magazine, and he is one of the America's leading libertarians. Uh, he said, by my calculation, there are very least... At very least, 11 trillion reasons to worry about Joe Biden being president. (laughs) 11 trillion. Well, that's a lot. So we can talk about that next hour. Um, The bottom 
of the list of Bruce Springsteen songs, according to these critics. You probably wouldn't know the songs unless you're like a crazy freak. I just is thought, this from the Rolling Stone? Uh, from Vulture magazine. Oh, okay. That is. This is a big pop culture thingy. Uh, Mr. Outside, a song I don't know. Two minutes and 16 seconds of a half-formed thought recorded in his basement. Um, <laughs> but that's on one of those uh, like completest box sets. Right? Mary Queen of Arkansas from Greetings for Ashbury Court. This is a terrible song. <laughs> So anyway, so that's that's how it goes at the very end. I was going to try to get up to the top just quickly. I wanted to see what the top five were. Okay, I'll jump in the middle. Two, number two hundred and twenty-seven, <laughs> Leah from Devils and Dust. There oh, I did. Let me it jump in. No higher than two hundred and twenty. Uh, let me jump into another one in the middle of nowhere. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Number one hundred and seventy-nine, Bring on the Night from Tracks. So, so one seventy <laughs> would be the median Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, I think yes, a fair. Yeah, indeed. Are you indeed. better or worse than one seventy? I Thank think we need for, to know what that one is. Thank you for that. Jeez, analysis. I got to scroll so long to get through three hundred and forty songs. I know it. Am I going to run out of time? I yes. Hope not. Clearly. Uh, what number are we on here? Number 30, Dancing in the Dark. I don't know. That's a pretty good song. Uh, sure it is. Certainly one of his 30. biggest He's hits. got a lot of songs. So, certainly made him a lot more money than that. That's here, not the question. <laughs> <laughs> Top five, Promised Land. I love four, it. Four, Badlands. Great song. Three, Born in the USA. Outstanding. Two, Thunder Road. Oh. Number one, Bruce Springsteen song, trite, but probably true. Born to Run. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thunder Road. Yeah. That, that's a strong top five. There you go. Uh yeah. I disagree strongly with number 306, but we can talk about that another time. We'll take your calls. It's clearly number no, 311. Won't. Armstrong and Getty.